Blog Talk Radio. Playback.
people, what's good, people? It's a Saturday. It's a sticky, icky Saturday in the Gem City, man. I'm going to say what's up to everybody in my city that's, that's, that's feeling some type of way about what's going on today. So today's topic, man, it's a wealth principle in the sense that we always, 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 always need to understand what's going on in our community. And if we can change the dynamics of something before it gets to a point where it's, it's out of control, man, then, then we need to step in and raise awareness to it. So today's topic is called the divided states of America. America, K-K-K-A. <laughs> so yeah, the divided states of America with a with a triple K in the middle. There is a rally going on in Dayton, Ohio today. As we speak, actually, it's supposed to be from one to three or something like that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. But before I give that any energy, uh, I always gotta give props, honors, and respect due to all of our ancestors that became before us. You know what I'm saying? To pave the way for us to even do the things that we're doing in this day and age of this uh, day and age of uh, revelation, man. Revelation is being fulfilled. So a lot of y'all, if y'all, you know, y'all can agree or disagree. It doesn't matter to me, but we are in the end times and the end times doesn't mean that everything is about to be over. Everything's about to be over for those individuals who's been in control and running things and running us for so many years. So their time is, 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 is fastly approaching that, you know, it's about to be the end of their reign and they don't want to just go away. Of course, they're not going to go away. They're going to go away kicking and screaming and trying to take anybody down with them. So shouts out to all of those ancestors prophets and everybody that came before us, man. So we're going to do it like this. Peace to the gods. <clears throat> Assalamu alaikum to the nation of Islam. Islam to all my moors. Hotep, Alafia, Shalom, and any forms of peace that I did not include. Send your boy an email, man. Hit me up at info at divinewellprinciples.com and let me know whatever greetings of peace that I forgot to mention, and I will put that in my repertoire. So, now that we got the ancestors out of the way, man, we're going to get into these topics, man. And, uh, yeah, I, I chose Fight the Power as the intro for the show for obvious reasons because we we do have to fight the power, man. But we, we have to make sure as we're fighting the power that we're not adding fuel to the power, the powers that be or whatever they want to call themselves, man. Let me let me get, get my, 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 my iMac, my Mac. A little, little better because the light is, is throwing me off. Light's throwing me off. Horribly. We gonna work it out, y'all. Let me see. But let me put my my background music. Let me get my background music going because I can't I can't give y'all the energy that I want to give y'all without having a little little something something playing in the background. So let me let me get that together, man. Adjusting cameras and, and, and iPhones and iMacs and things of that nature. So y'all bear with me for just one moment. 
I want to make sure I can see the dialogue from my uh, my people that's checking in from Facebook and from Instagram. And a whole lot easier if my phone was charged up. I could just set my phone in front of me and we could do it like we've been doing it. But until that happens, we're going to rock it like this, y'all. So bear with me, bear with me. We got a lot to talk about, man. So first and foremost, what's going on with, uh, first and foremost, man, You can check out the show every Wednesday and every Saturday. Wednesday, the show airs at 7 p.m. We got nice energy going on Wednesdays, man. A lot of my West Coast uh, audience, they check in with me. And it's it's a nice, nice time on a Wednesday to, to discuss some things that's important to us in our community. Mainly, you know, the topics that we discuss things on, in in, uh, in regards to wealth and wealth principles, which is what I actually teach. So, hold on. We're still having some issues <laughs> trying to get the, the Facebook live people together. Now, y'all just got to deal with the glare for a minute, y'all. So, but the purpose for y'all to jump on in and chime in if you're on live or whatever, man, uh, I prefer y'all to, to, to log in or call in so I can get y'all live and y'all can ask questions and you know just kind of chime in on some of the topics that we talked about but today's topic the divided states of America with three K's in the middle and it's rallying on day now I never thought I'd see the day when the Indiana Ku Klux Klan would be demonstrating in downtown Dayton at the courthouse square so you know now I would have thought that this would have happened you know a long time ago you know because back then you know what I'm saying we, we really didn't have a whole lot to say because we were still you know dealing with everyday racial issues with you know when I was born man people were still being hung yeah, I was born in the, in the late 60s, so I kind of seen this thing kind of go from bad to not so bad to it's, it's okay, but we still got a, you know, a little bit of hate out here and a little bit of racist people out here. But um, to, to go back and, and take a mad step back especially in the community that we live in because for the most part you know a lot of a lot of Europeans get along with a lot of a lot of us people of color and you know the color barrier it's not as bad here in Ohio as it's been you know in the past and in other areas so to take a step back into time and allow this to happen in our community is a little uh, disturbing to me but as I did with my research and got, I got into the thick of, of how they were able to make it happen it started to make a little bit of sense but what we need to start understanding and, 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 and applying this in our lives on a day to day basis is not so much 
as to what somebody else is doing. As long as they're not infringing upon us and nobody's, you know, nobody's inflicting any harm, their hate speech has no energy if they have nobody that they're hating that they can say it to. So, <clears throat> rallying up a lot of people and saying whatever rhetoric they're saying towards uh, not just people of color, but they don't like nobody, man. If y'all understand the history of that organization, they don't like anyone. They don't like Jews. They don't like people of color. They don't like they don't like women. You know what I'm saying? This this whole white power and this whole narrative of they're the superior race and you know all of this. You know they treat them. Their, their own women, you know, as, as second class and things of that nature. So as we're trying to grow as a people, you know, it's it's, it's those individuals that that are being left <laughs> in the in the in the dinosaur age that they came from, and they still trying to hold on to this this whole debacle that they're the supreme race and that you know they they are the rulers of this world whatever we understand and we know those that are that are conscious we understand and know that we are the chosen people we are derivatives of the most high so if you understand who you are and whose you are you don't even allow that to 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 bother you man People are going to say retarded things to try and get a reaction from you. And our problem is, is that we allow them to mess up our energy, to mess up what we're doing. Because we have to pause and give that energy. So if somebody can just come to your city and change your whole Saturday, your whole Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend, whatever it's called, if they can just change all your energy because they want to walk down the street in hot-ass Halloween costumes and parade down the street and, you know, shout and throw their flags up, man, let them do that. Not saying that I'm with it, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely opposed of it, but if we don't give it the energy that it's asking for, then it, it's, they don't get the reaction that they're looking for. The most that they would get out of this is some individuals who's looking for something to join and looking for something to be a part of, and they will be the 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 low-level people that will join their organization, and they will have them do something or or organize something that's going to end up probably getting them killed or locked up but you know if you got people that are willing to sacrifice their their freedom or their life for a cause that they just found out about then you know what I'm saying it's it's it's, it's going to be people like that on both sides so you got people that's willing to die for a cause and you got people that's just trying to be a part of something because their life is just that damn miserable that they want to be a part of something so my uh, thoughts on what's going on in the city today. Well, let me first not just give energy to their event. Let me give the energy to the other two events that are going on right now as well. So, for those of you that may not know, 
today is the official launch of the Black Lives Matter Dayton movement. So Black Lives Matter Dayton had already had this day planned and they are actually demonstrating and celebrating the launch of Black Lives Matter Dayton at the Riverscape. So I am uh, informed and told that they had already had that space reserved so they have a right to be there. So Riverscape, Black Lives Matter Dayton movement, they have a right to be in that space. So if you want to assemble and voice your opinions as to what's going on at the courthouse square, you can do that. But to my understanding, their assembly is not focused on what's going on at the courthouse square. And that's what I take a stand on. I feel as though we need to be organizing and doing something for our people as opposed to being worried about what another group of individuals are doing. Because if we're busy handling our business and and putting our affairs in order, then we don't have time to worry about what the next group is doing. So let's get our energy in the right place. In addition to the Black Lives Matter uh, launch for Dayton at Riverscape, there's also another group that's going to be protesting the uh, Klan rally. And I think they're assembling on 3rd and Main Street. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but 3rd and Main Street is exactly the same place where the Fort Out Square is. So if those individuals who organized and got the permit to be there... Um, from our city, from our city officials, they gave them permission to assemble there. So if you are doing a anti-rally or protest against the rally in the same vicinity, then you're causing the people that's going to assemble down there a disservice because you can protest something without being in the face of it. Because being in the face of it causes friction and I'm no stranger to to, to drama I'm no stranger to to a fight but you have to pick your your, your battles wisely and you have to demonstrate within the boundaries of the law because whether you know it or not these individuals they don't just come together and do something on the spur of the moment they've planned this event out they have orchestrated you know what they're going to do in case of someone throwing something someone spitting someone you know making them feel threatened because the key here is if they feel threatened then they can react to protect themselves and all of those individuals coming down in those uh, sheets they, they've already spoken to the city and they explained to them that they will be having firearms now they won't have rifles and they won't have semi-automatic weapons but they expressly conveyed to our city officials that they will have firearms for their protection. So, if you know you're approaching a hostile environment with some individuals that are strapped, and I'm pretty sure the protest, people that are protesting uh, are trying to protest in peace, so I would think that they wouldn't have any uh, weapons on them, but hey, I wouldn't try and assemble any any anti uh, protesting type of things without being strapped because you never know what's going to happen. 
And depending on, you know, if you got kids around, if you got, you know, a lot of young people that's trying to demonstrate because our young people are looking for something that they can be a part of and something that they can stand up for. And don't get me wrong, standing up for our city and showing your disrespect or your dis this distaste for what's being displayed in our courthouse square, that is something that you should speak up about. But I want to make sure that we're addressing the energy to the right individuals. <clears throat> the individuals that we need to take this up on and with is the people downtown and the process that, that had taken place. Now, I did some research on this because what, what had me kind of in my feelings when I found out the person that actually had to sign off on this was a person of color. Uh, his name is uh, Michael B. Colbert. He's a Montgomery County administrator, and he is the person that had to pretty much sign off on allowing them to come to the city and do this demonstration. Now, a little bit of background about Michael uh, B. Colbert. He's the Montgomery County administrator. Now, he used to be the assistant county administrator and the director of the Montgomery County Development Services, which has the Workforce Development, Community and Economic Development, and Business Solutions Center. Now, he started his county service as the assistant director of Workforce Development, uh, which was a company of jobs and family services. He's done a lot of work to integrate workforce development development and economic development to align with job seekers and businesses so the brother has done some decent work for the community so I don't want to take or discredit him for what he's done for the community so just 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 knowing that and having said you know some of the things that he's done um I want to tip my hat and tip my hat to Michael B. Colbert because he has been doing some some positive things here in our community now, prior to him becoming uh, to coming to Montgomery County, he was the vice president of Civic Solutions Group, and they were responsible for client relations and developing new products, specializing in Medicaid payment and claims processing. So he was involved with a lot of things like SNAP, Medicaid, child care, special education. So the brother has done a lot of positive things for our community. So let me just give him his accolades first. Now, his stance on what was proposed to him as far as them getting a permit to demonstrate, that's where I kind of had a problem with, not with him per se, but the procedure and the policies that are in place that allow this to happen. Now, we got a brother down here and he's 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 you know he's advocating in our best interest up until this this particular instance. Now my thing was well why was he forced to sign it? And then we have to take it a little step step back another step back and go to the actual first time that they actually submitted the application. Now this is gonna this is gonna trip y'all out. The first time that this group 
submitted application to uh, demonstrate in our city. They did it under a fictitious name. So it wasn't the name of of the name that they walk and step and, you know, promote. They try to do it under another fictitious name. So once, you know, it started becoming apparent of what they were doing, then they made them resubmit their information, disclosing exactly who they were and what the event was going to be about. So let me just 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 ask people that's on live. I got a few people on Facebook Live and people on Instagram Live. Now, if me and you submit an application for a permit to assemble and to demonstrate whether it be hate or love, it don't even matter what it is. If we submitted that information under a fictitious name or a fake organization name, just because we want to get the permit to do something and then show it with white sheets or if we came in all black with berets, bandanas, and, you know, we was going to say we Black Panthers or we showed up with bow ties on and we was representing the nation of Islam. Do you think for a second, a millisecond, that they will allow us to resubmit our information with the proper organization intact? Would you, do you really think that they would actually grant us permission to assemble and do a rally if we were doing a rally uh, about the Nation of Islam, about Mr. Louis Farrakhan, uh, do you really think that they would allow that to take place? So those are the questions that I'm posing to my people in my community. Now, and I'm also posing that to uh, Michael B. Colbert, the Montgomery County Administrator that had to sign off on them because I understand that they have a constitutional right to assemble and they have a, a right to to free speech. Now, when it becomes hate speech, where do we draw the line? Where do our loyalties lie as a city, as a community, as a government that we're okay with allowing individuals to come into our community? And mind you, this group they are based out of Indiana. So this is not a group here locally. These people are coming from a whole other state trying to generate uh, momentum for their organization. And to my understanding, they recently just got put on a list uh, that they're targeting and banning from, from demonstrating a lot of places because everywhere they went, they've caused catastrophic events. So knowing all that as a precursor, and I'm pretty sure our, our government officials did their diligence on the research. I'm hoping they did their research on these particular individuals uh, coming down from uh, Indiana. I would expect them to go up from the county administrative position up to whoever they needed to go to to get clarity as to why do we have to allow them to assemble if other people, especially people in their own state of Indiana, won't allow them to assemble. It's, 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 it's a holiday weekend. You you got a clan organization in Indiana. Why would you have to come all the way to Dayton, Ohio to get it off if you if you are already strong in, in your own state? So 
the whole thing of we have to do this or they would sue us. Man, look at here. If y'all have been downtown to see how many things that are being blocked off, how many businesses that closed today, redirecting the bus the bus route and doing all of these things to pacify and make these individuals feel comfortable to be able to come and disrupt our whole city because they want to come down and demonstrate hate speech. This ain't nothing positive. And those individuals who, who, who would say that this is something positive, whether you're black, white, brown, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I mean, for some of y'all that don't know the severity of what I'm talking about, go to uh, WHIO News right now. You'll see a short interview, and they have the courthouse square blocked off with gates and barricades like it's a prison. If you if you could see what I saw and what I'm looking at right now, they have gates with cedar blocks lined all the way around the courthouse square to keep us out <laughs> or to keep them protected. Either way, I need you to understand how much money this is costing our city in man hours of police. I've seen task force down there. I've seen the uh, hostage negotiation uh, vans down there. I've seen SWAT. I've seen uh, so many sheriffs I can't even count. So, a group of people coming to our city is generating all this money that's costing who? Our city. I'm pretty sure that the Ku Klux Klan did not pay for all of these officers and all of these sheriffs and all of these individuals that are putting in man hours to try to keep our city safe and keep these individuals safe as they're demonstrating. I'm sure they didn't spend no money on none of these man hours. And who's going to pay for this? It's the taxpayers. So if we could get a, 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 a rallying total of how many dollars were spent and lost because of this event, we need to get that that dollar amount. We need to take that to our mayor and and and, and ask them where are the funds coming from to pay for this rally that we didn't want in the in the first damn place. Like we need to put these people and hold people accountable that that are allowing this to happen. Because if it took everything that they're doing in order for this rally to take place, then why don't you use the same energy? when uh, promoters in our community want to do a concert per se. So I've been in the promoting business for over 20 something years and it would be times that we would have an event at, at a nightclub and if the event was an individual that they deemed to be a gangster rapper or whatever, they would have so many police and then they will try and stop us from even having the event. They don't want to give you the permit to allow you to have an event knowing that a gangster rapper or whatever they want to call it is coming to your city. But you allow the Ku Klux Klan to come outside, publicly speaking, not in an enclosed thing, in a public courthouse square where you light the Christmas tree for your city, where you try and have individuals come down there to perform and do, do, do things of culture. But you want to allow this to come and, and, and be basically a, a grandioso advertisement 
for a group of individuals whose history is engulfed in nothing but hate. And we are supposed to sit back and, uh, and watch this unfold without any clapback. Now, I, I don't even care about the fact that, um, you know, we got the RTA, all of their buses to stand, you're not, uh, no place for hate, things to, to oppose what's going on. But my thing is this, if so many people here in our city are opposed to this happening, why the hell is it happening? I got some people on my Facebook Live and some people on my Instagram Live. Hit me with some questions real quick. Shoot me some questions and voice your opinion so I can, uh, you know, let y'all chime in. If you want to actually be on the show, call the number 657-383-1528. Call me right now. I'll open up the call lines. I got some callers in here. Uh, most of the callers that I'm seeing are out of towners. Shouts out to my whole Chicago fan base. I see a lot of my Chicago numbers in there. Michigan, checking in. Uh, Miami, Miami, 305. What's going on? Uh, my, my boy out in Cali. My man Lucky, what's going on, Luck? Um, yeah, we got several individuals from all over the country, but I need some dating callers. If you from the 937 or the 513 or the 614, give me a call right now at 657 383-1528 the first local caller in Ohio that I see I'm going to put you on the air so you can ask your questions live but in the meantime those that are on Facebook live and Instagram live give me give me your thoughts man how do you feel about the amount of money that our city is spending for these individuals to have a rally I mean it's, it's ridiculous like I said I'm going to share this I'm going to share this uh, on my Facebook Live real quick. Just just what's going on so you can see how the barricade that they put up. I'm going to share it um, on my Instagram, too. Give me a second here. But you can go to WHIO.com. And once you click on it, you're going to see they have the whole courthouse square surrounded by fence. And then they got these big concrete boulders at the at the base of them. For what? What what are you doing? You trying to keep us out, or you trying to protect them? Whatever you're trying to do, do you understand that it's costing our city money? It's costing man hours. It's costing the the, the bus lines to to go different routes. It's individuals that that don't even really know or care about what's going on that may be standing at a bus stop right now trying to get somewhere and can't get to where they're trying to go because you have the bus redirected to go somewhere else to pick these people up that don't have transportation. So not only are you disrupting our city with this bullshit, you're also causing a lot of individuals to lose money. It's businesses that close downtown today because of this and everything that they're blocking off. There's there's companies that had to lay, not lay their people off, but they had to close business. Like, I don't know if Kirsten actually did, but I know they were speaking about it, but it's a lot of businesses that shut down today and can't generate income because of this route. Um, the man hours 
of the police, the sheriff, SWAT team, it's ridiculous. You would think, I mean, when the president comes and, and they're doing their little rallies, you don't see this much security, bro. And it's like for a, a group of people not from our community to be able to come and stir up so much commotion, it lets you know it tests the temperature of where we are as a community when it comes to our territory and our borders. Like, we are really that shook or we really that not prepared for something to pop off in our city. And if that's the case, do you understand how much attention is being drawn to this event? Now, if they're drawing all this attention to the downtown area, do you know how much shit could go on outside of downtown that we don't know about because everybody's focused over here and they're doing something completely different on the other side of town? That's my concern. It's, it's this whole, pay attention to what's going on right here. We get everybody's attention over here and then they're, they're doing something behind our back that is going to impact us way more than what this little shit that they're demonstrating is going to do. So, you gotta, you gotta understand that this is just, man. Everything that's going on, that you think is going on, there's always an alternative, alternative or, you know, alternative motive that we don't know. Because, like I said, they didn't just come up and say, we're gonna go to Dayton and, and, and do a process. Nah, bro. This shit has been calculated they have been doing their research on what they're trying to accomplish. So, if the rally goes through without anything happening, inshallah, hope it does. They can take their ass back to where they come from. But know this: after the rally's over at three o'clock, it's not over. It's still in our community. Just because they end their parade or their rally or whatever they're doing, it's still in our community. And, and they can start some shit on the way back to Indiana. And in doing so, that will leave us with the aftermath dealing with Europeans and, and people of, uh, you know, the Caucasian group to deal with something that they may or may not have anything to do with. But the, the fact that that is a possibility that there's something that like that could happen. Once they do their demonstration, they can leave and and before they leave, they can set it off. And then we, as a people, we don't give a damn who set it off. We just going to start setting it off with people that look don't look like us. So it's, it's a double-edged sword, man, of what's going on. But uh, like I said, there's three things going on downtown right now. There's the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter Dayton organization that launched today. And they have their space reserved already at the Riverscape. So they have already put in their permit and they are allowed to assemble there. So I would encourage anybody if they wanted to take part in something downtown today, if you even want to be in that vicinity, I would say attend that. But the anti, the protest rally that they uh, are assembling or organizing, I'm not sure if they have... um, permission from the city or permit from the city to assemble and and protest but if you don't and you're in that particular group I bid you fair warning if you cross any of those borders or you make any of those individuals feel like they're threatened 
you put your life and other people around you in danger because they've already said they will be strapped. And if they feel that they're in danger, they're going to react. And all it takes is one reaction. All it takes is one incident. If we see any drama unfold, it could be a spit, a punch, a, 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 a small scuffle, a stabbing, a shooting, a gun drawn, any form of violence or any form of threat to one of our people is going to ignite this whole city, man. I'm telling you, this ain't the place or the time for what they're allowing to happen. On a holiday weekend, um, last I checked, the city of Dayton didn't have any race wars going on, and we weren't looking for no race wars. We actually were getting along with, with most of the Caucasian people that, that domicile in our particular community because the individuals that live outside of the city limits of Dayton, they're not worried about this. This doesn't even affect their community. Try that shit in Centerville. Try that shit in Oakwood and see what happens. They wouldn't welcome it. They put the people in office and the people in office do what the hell they say. They're public servants. And when we start to understand and realize that we the people, we the ones that have the power. The people that are in the offices downtown, we put those people in the office and we can take them out of the office. But y'all have to learn how to exercise your rights. We have to let people know that we ain't standing for this. And if it's something that we won't change, then damn it, we need to make a motion and do what we need to do to get it changed. But because we don't know or study the law, we find ourselves on the wrong side of the law a lot of times because we don't read. And reading is everything when it comes to this law, when it comes to, to policies and procedures. You have to understand that these individuals, they will tiptoe around the law and they'll find a loophole to do whatever it is that they need to do. That's why they forced my man's hand, Mr. Michael B. Colbert, the Montgomery County Administrator, they forced his hand to sign and allow them to assemble because if he didn't then it was a way that they could sue the city of Dayton now I hope some of y'all went to the WHIO link and seen the little video there where they you know put all the little gates up and then check this out y'all those of you that are 35 and up police on horseback have blocked off any alleyway near the site of the Ku Klux Klan rally happening now. Mounted patrol officers formed a barricade in the area as a part of the security detail. Is this starting to remind y'all of anything? Police on horseback. Brad, I don't know about you, but all of this is reminiscent of days of the 60s and, and, and earlier where the police wasn't on the horse the KKK was on the horse and for a lot of these officers um, I don't know if we can trust the police officers or are they in cahoots with this whole scenario not all of them, but I guarantee tell you, somebody on the police force is kind of, you know, with this whole rally happening. 
for whatever reason. And the fact that they expressed that they was going to have their hoods on. My thing is, what 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 do you hide? You don't want to show your face, but you want to come to our city with guns, with your face covered. But this little little boy's getting killed for having a hood on, walking in their community. It's individuals being shot for not, you know, showing your ID to an officer. But y'all can come publicly. Guns. Masks. But we can't even see who you are. It could be sheriffs, judges, uh, police officers. Like, we don't know who those individuals are in those hoodies and those masks. Now check this out. When people assemble and do things like this, whenever there's anti or a protest group opposing them, all it takes is one trigger to cause panic. Now I'm gonna give you a scenario. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but I'm gonna give you a scenario. If this individuals down there protesting their event. And these individuals get to walking after they do their little speech or whatever, and they're walking through the streets today. And then somebody shout guns. Dude, they're gonna start firing on people. And it's like you wouldn't even have to worry about that happening if you don't give them nothing to to to, to attack. So, like I said, again, the individuals that, that secured their permit to have their event for the Black Lives Matter Dayton at the Riverscape. Kudos, salute that effort. Hey, that's a space that they secure. So that's a safe zone during this time. <clears throat> now, after three o'clock, like I said, those individuals are still in our city. They're going to be in our city. And until they are out of our city, <laughs> the police are not going to be able to watch them the whole time. I need y'all to understand that. So, because their faces are covered and you don't know who they are, but they know who you are, it's like, be careful, people. Be careful. And the other thing, when it comes to this whole Black Lives Matter thing, y'all need to be careful with that as well because they officially put that group on the list. I don't know if it's the FBI or something. They put the whole Black Lives Matter on the on the on the list, and I, I'm, I'm trying to see, trying to pull up the information of exactly what what they uh, categorize them as, because it's it's some bull to put them in a classification as I don't know if it's some form of threat, but they they they've categorized that group and they basically targeted them so to have a Black Lives Matter Dayton it's a good effort but at the same time we have to be we have to calculate our steps very carefully when we step into this paradigm when it comes to race and you know promoting of love for, for your race or whatever it's 
it's just something that you need to be careful with. And I'm, I'm hoping that they did their diligence and they did their homework on this because don't jump on a bandwagon because it's popular and, 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 you know, the name is popular and it can grab some, some, some headlines. We have to really be careful with what we're saying and doing and we're putting on public display. Now, y'all, y'all understand that these people of the Ku Klux Klan, they're not going to put their face out there. They're putting a brand or their organization out there, but they're not exposing themselves so they, the person, won't be caught up in backlash or, or, or aftermath. So if one of those people with them sheets and over their head get the bussing and somebody gets shot, who they going to arrest? They don't have no clear identity of who, who's who. So it's a joke. It's a defense mechanism. And like I said, if you fall for the trap, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a trap. So don't even fall for the okie dog, man. If you need to do something to uh, express your feelings in regards to this, assemble where they have permits. Or just ignore the fact that they're down there because if you don't give energy to it, there's really nothing that they they lose. They lose. They're looking for some momentum. They're looking for some headlines. They're looking for something to stir up some conversation so people can start talking about the clan again. Like we're wasting energy talking about this. You know what I'm saying? But my whole purpose for uh, you know bringing it to to uh, to conversation was to let individuals know to be careful in all aspects of it. You know what I'm saying? So just be careful, be safe, and take care of your people, and make sure you don't get caught up in all the hoopla. All right, man. I'm about to shut off the the lives because I'm about to get into some information and some content that's not uh, Facebook or Instagram friendly. So if you want to continue with the conversation, you can check me out at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Wealth Principles 101, or you can call into the show at 657-383-1528, and we're going to continue, and we're going to get into some heavy content, man, because I got some things I want to say, but I don't want to say on live because I said my radio show is private. So I can speak here freely and I'm going to speak my mind on some of the things uh, that I want to get off my chest as opposed to this rally and this hate speech, this anti-Semitic, anti-Asian, anti-Muslim, anti-human, the divided states of America. Because they're trying to make America hate again, not great again. They want to make America hate again. So if you know and understand that, man, just, just... Move accordingly. Make sure that your family is safe. Make sure your kids and your wife and your spouse or significant other. As long as they're safe, man, and if everybody takes on that same approach, these people can't, they can't ruffle no feathers if there's no feathers to ruffle. So demand fair demonstration, and let's bring the nation. See how our city officials uh, react to that. So y'all be safe, man. Instagram. Uh, Facebook Live, man. I'm about to close on y'all, and I'm about to get to my serious topics on the show. So, blogtalkradio.com 
El Divine Bay or Wealth Principal 101. Y'all can check me out there. We're going to finish the conversation. I appreciate all y'all tuning in on the lives, man, but it's time to really get into it. So, peace. And everybody that's listening right now, I'm glad y'all still in the, in the queue. Uh, all my out-of-towners that's checking in, if y'all want to chime in on anything, I'm about to allow y'all to jump in here and we can get some dialogue going. And I can really share how I want to share without no filter. So, all right, the lives are off. We done cut that off. So, I'm going to take a quick two-minute break, man. And then I'm going to get back with y'all. We're going to turn up a little bit in regards to this, man. So, yeah, I'm going to give y'all a little bit more to fight the power, man. BlogTalkRadio.com, Eldefine Bay. Be right back. Playback. Right here, Hit it. Now get this part. Right on. Come on. What we got 
Classic, 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 classic. It's crazy, man. You understand what classics are when it could go 20 years and the same thing my man was talking about is done surface his ugly face again, man. So the saying ain't nothing new under the sun is true. <laughs> Can't get around it. I have to bear witness to that, y'all. So back to the subject at hand. You know what I'm saying? For those of you checking in for the first hour, man, we'll be getting into uh, the specifics of this rally in Dayton, Ohio with the Klan and the other rallies that's going on downtown. So I don't want to give too much more energy on this topic. So uh, I'm going to jump on to something more positive and something that can, you know, lighten up the subject because me and several other individuals uh, under the direction of Mr. Tony Parker. A lot of y'all might know Tony. He's a a very influential person in the community uh, as far as, you know, he he coaches um, basketball and he's uh, had a lot to do with the, uh, with the Trotwood organization. And he's now coaching over at uh, West Carrollton. So, Dayton pilots, man. So y'all need to understand uh, what I'm about to express to y'all. You know, it's it's basically a counter to what we're talking about. This whole divided states of America and this whole race 
relations and the hate speech and all of that negative you know connotation that 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 these people have uh, stirred up in the city we need to get back to something more positive so i <laughs> would like to grab your attention for anybody listening that may or may know may have or may know someone that has some some children males we're speaking about males because our our sons is what we need to be focused on the younger uh generation of young boys and young men those are the individuals that we need to reach out and we need to instill some morals some values and give them a clear understanding of what a man a provider and a protector is so um they're doing registration for the young men's mentorship camp. Now there's a link for those individuals who are interested in registering their 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 son. Um the age limits I think it's either between 5 or 6 up to 11 or 12. So we're going to get these individuals we're going to reach out to the younger kids because they're more impressionable one and two once they get past the age of 12, 13, you know, they pretty much already have their mind made up in the direction that they want to go. Not saying that we don't have an ear for them. And we would love to work for the individuals, you know, that's above the age of 12 and 13. Um, but these kids, these young men of color, children of color, we need to instill in them what most of us didn't have instilled in us. Some of us were fortunate enough that we did have uh, a mentor, uh, a father in the house, an uncle, um, a cousin, somebody in the church, a boys club, uh, somebody had their hand in, in, in a lot of our lives that helped us and shaped us into becoming uh, responsible adults and, and, and men that we are today. So I'm gonna give you just some little information about the topic and about the, uh, the mentorship group. It's the Extraordinary Male Mentoring Group. And the slogan is starting to come to shape out to be that black boys don't need more discipline. They need more mentors. So if we can be mentors to these these young men and give them a new lens on life, because most of them think it's only uh, three ways to get to success or get out of the hood, and that's either to play basketball, football, or to sell drugs, because that's all they see. And we can't keep perpetuating this to our young children because if they see that at an early age and that's all they know and that's all they thrive to be, then, you know, their their limitations is closed. They have to understand that it is it's other things that you can be successful with outside of those aforementioned uh, things. But um, it's, a, it's a flyer that says drop off a child and pick up a lean, health-conscious, survival-ready, business-savvy, young melanin entrepreneur ready to serve and defend our community. Now, that alone 
just that introduction for any single mothers or single fathers you know because a lot of times it, there is a man in the household who doesn't have that extra time to to, to nurture and mentor uh, his son or you know whatever child is in the home so you know we're caught up in the rat race for working and trying to provide so a lot of times the, you know the man in the house may have two jobs you know full time and a part time job just trying to make the ends meet so you know in, in, in doing that you know it kind of makes it kind of hard for individuals to actually um, you know take care of their, their, their children the right way because if you're always chasing a dollar you ain't there to show a little man how to how to wash himself properly how to groom himself how to uh, to tie a tie. You know, the things that we're going to be doing in this mentorship uh, group, we're going to show them life skills. We're going to show them uh, things that they can do outside of playing sports and, and selling drugs. So we're giving them a new outlook on what there is out there as far as ways to get out. So the daily activities is going to uh, uh, it, it consist of weekly educational projects, grade specific, sports activities, leadership training, daily positive male interactions. So we're talking about this group of uh, 35 to 50 volunteers, uh, myself included, uh, uh, Tony Parker, like I said, and it's a host of other individuals. Tony Ruby's in there. Um, a lot of lot of positive role models. Now, all of us don't come from a squeaky clean background, and that's okay because it doesn't matter what side of the railroad tracks you came from. It just just further solidifies that if you made it out, then somebody that might be going down the same path that you were going down that you can help and assist to get out of this this cycle of poverty cycle of penitentiary cycle of uh, single mothers out here trying to raise men on their own so the extraordinary male mentoring group it's a mentorship camp so it's going to start on June 3rd and it's going to continue to August the 9th now the time will be from 9am to 4pm they have before and after care available for an additional fee so um Breakfast and lunch will be provided. And like I said, we're not just going to babysit your kids at this uh, mentorship group. We're actually going to teach them about agriculture, about electrical, electric, you know, being that we have different individuals that are professionals in their particular aspects of training or, or jobs. So we're going to teach agriculture we're going to teach electrical work you know just a bare minimum but just to introduce them to something other than like i said basketball football selling drugs we got to give them some trades some some other things that they can look at to say man i i, I this is exciting i might be able to do this so if you can show them a successful person that, that that's in agriculture that's in the janitorial um field that's in this electrician that's, uh, you know, we don't have vocational activities and weekly professional mentorship. So 
It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be informative. And like I said, we're going to teach them, you know, how to dress, how to tie a tie. If they don't do nothing but come out of the mentorship group knowing how to tie a tie and tie a bow tie, that will carry them a long way in itself. Because guess what? If they know how to do it, they're going to brag and boast about that. And then guess what? They're going to want to wear a tie. And what's more attractive than seeing a young man putting on a tie that he ties? And he's looking the part of a winner. <laughs> so just instilling some of those things, man, in, in, in this younger generation, man, we need that. They need to see that it's positive real role models in their community that are successful without, you know, the drug life, without making it to the league. So if we can show them a better way, a different way, you know, a safer way, and show them that it's, it's okay to be you know, the father that's in the home with the mother, and this is what's normal. You know, the the normalcy that they've come to realize is not normal. It's not normal for a woman to raise kids, multiple kids on her own, and the father's not there. It's not normal to say that my my dad's in prison. You know what I'm saying? That's not a normal conversation that our kids need to be having. We need to be more. Um, in tune to our families, our core family values and being there and showing a strong foundation as far as a man, a woman, uh, a household, a unit. If they can see that, then they will aspire to be that. So let's let's change the narrative, man. I mean, I know the topic today, you know, like I said, the first hour we did talk about, you know, the divided states of America and about the rally. Uh, here in Dayton but like I said I, I gave that an hour of energy and I don't want to continue to give energy to that so we're going to speak on something more positive and this is definitely a positive that our people here in the community need to get on board with so let me let me go back and give you the link for the registration so if you go to forms F-O-R-M dot jotform dot com so form dot jotform dot com forward slash nine one four zero five three seven nine three seven seven one six three if you click on that link that's the link that you can fill out the registration form and get your child registered for this summer camp. So, um, like I said, I'm one of the uh, volunteers. We have over 30 more. Some are, are, are um, coaches. Some are uh, pastors. We have barbers. We have electricians. We have maintenance men. We have uh, farmers. We have financial consultants, we have CPAs, we have uh, business owners, like my man Tony Parker in his own right, he has several businesses, him and his, him and his wife, so, you know, they have several businesses, so we can show them a different way, and we can get them on the right path if they want to be an entrepreneur I can I can assist them 
and showing them how to go about setting up and starting their business. We can get their 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 brains going of, of their business plan of what they want to do, the name of their business. So we plant these seeds in their heads and then we start watering them. So as we watering these seeds for these kids, so the, these children that we're talking about, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, in five years, we can go back five, six years and go back and see for them to come into our community and our program and then to turn around and then we redistribute something into the world that might be an entrepreneur, that might be the next mayor. You know, that that is going to be the satisfaction when we look five years down the line and some of these kids that we had a hand in becoming stand-up people in our community, something that we can be proud of because we shaped and molded that. We had a hand in it. So camp is going to be something that eventually will grow and inshallah hopefully this will become something that um, someone will get behind and we won't even have to charge the mothers or the parents for the, the camp uh, these are the things that we need to focus our money on as, instead of all of the money that's being spent on this rally for defense, for protection, uh, the man hours and police, sheriff and uh, SWAT and hostage, hostage negotiation teams that I've seen down there. All of the money that was spent just on this two-hour rally would have covered 30, 40 kids to go to this mentorship camp. See, we have to redirect our energy and our funds on something that's going to help the community as opposed to dividing the community. So again, form dot dot form dot com Or you can just go on my uh, Facebook page and just click on the link. It's that simple. You can click on the link. Uh, you can go to Tony Parker or Dayton Pilots or any one of the individuals that's in the group. I think it's about, like I said, it's about 35, 40 of us. So you can click on any one of those and you'll be able to get that link. So let me just, let me just test something. If I go to Facebook in the search column and put in E-M-M-G. Extraordinary Men's Mentoring Group. Extraordinary Males Mentoring Group. Let's see. E-M-2-G. Okay, yeah, do that. If you're on Facebook, go to E-M, the number two, and G. Once you do a search for that, you'll see all the advertisement about um, the event. And you can click on the link once you get to one of those pages. And yeah, you'll have the registration form. So that's one positive aspect that we're going to get and put in the universe to counter, you know, the the divided states of America. (laughs) But let's make America hate again. Yeah, some of that. 
But yeah, man, um, I really thought that I was going to be more energized to to to, be, to dove or dwell into this topic about this uh, this whole clan rally. But you know what? Like I said, it, it had enough energy, and I don't want to continue to to give it more gas than it really needs. So. We're going to open up the phone lines and the chat room. You just give me uh, your take on the show today and your uh, insights on what we could do to change the narrative. And if you want more information about the the mentoring group, I'm sure we will be able to answer those questions for you as well. Because the goal is to get something started here and build it to a point where we can start uh, connecting with some people in some other communities and, and kind of mirror our program and get some funding behind it. Like I said, it'd be beautiful if uh, the city um, would throw some funds towards something like this instead of trying to incarcerate these young individuals when they, you know, when they get to a point where they already out here, you know, kind of lost. Invest in them. Invest in the future of the city. Invest in programs like this so that we can mentor and shape and mold some of these kids before they get turned out by the streets because that's what's happening you know if you really be honest with yourselves and you know out of sight out of mind most of those people downtown they don't understand you know the cycle of life these kids are living in so they just think that we're all crazy and we're all retarded and you know everybody has the the same opportunities no no the hell they don't it's a lot of them that grow up in unstable environments um unsafe environments the living arrangements when they are outside they're faced to see drugs they're faced to see gang activity they're faced to see prostitution all types of stuff so it's not a fair playing field because if you can wake up every morning and you know speak to your neighbor and everybody, you know, is kumbaya. You have nice cars. You go to a nice school. You don't worry about somebody breaking in your car. You don't worry about nobody uh, on the corner selling crack to your child. Or, you know, so you can't say it's a level playing field when you're putting um, a whole class of people in the projects. And they call projects for a reason, y'all. Because it was a project for them to see how we would turn out. If they put all of the lower income uh, people together and, you know, it's an experiment. They was trying to see, you know, how are we going to survive on a fixed income if they gave us food stamps and they gave us a little bit of money and they like, okay, see what you can do with that. And <laughs> a lot of us grew up in that same scenario but our mothers thank God for our mothers they were strong they made it work like hey we are some creative people and if you can survive on a $12,000 a year income with food stamps with a family of two, three, four more that's what I call hustling that's what I call surviving these people don't have a clue 
as to how you would you would survive in these particular you know scenarios so for them and you see the epidemic of the opioids and everything that's that's happening right now it's it's their time like we suffered from heroin crack cocaine uh you know this 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 marijuana that they um been tampering with we've dealt with all of the above lost a lot of people a lot of people got incarcerated it destroyed a whole generation of people a lot of babies became crack babies from those eras uh prior to that a lot of people from the heroin days those children or offspring from the heroin days became the crack babies the offspring from the crack babies became the ones that's on uh, lean, the ones that's on uh, all these pills, you know what I'm saying so it's always a drug that's killing our community and destroying our people and closing their eyes putting them back to sleep but this time it's not us for the majority um you know, with this whole opioid addiction and this whole wave, it's their people. So now <laughs> the narrative changes. When the crack era hit, they were locking up the fiends and the dope dealers. But now that it's an opioid addiction and it's affecting people in their community, people that look like them, they're not locking them up. They're <laughs> they're they're giving them assistance, medical assistance because they're sick. Yeah, they're sick. The people that were smoking crack were sick too, but it was no bailout for them. They went to jail and they had to suffer that withdrawal if they made it to that. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, with all these people in this epidemic with the opioid and all of this crap, they're allowed to go to the hospital instead of going to jail. You know, they put up all of this insurance and all of these ways to give them out to help them because society feels sorry for all of these people that are going through this but no one puts the drugs in your body but you so if you're a fiend for fentanyl or whatever the case <laughs> you brought that on yourself so now that it's an epidemic of Europeans or Caucasians now it's something that they want to fix. It's something that they want to they want to give them help. They don't want to lock them up. So the shoe's been put on the other foot, and we are no longer concerned with with this whole drug epidemic. Now, don't get me wrong. We still got a lot of people strung out on a lot of things, but as the vibration continues to vibrate higher. And people become more conscious and people become more aware of the food that they're eating, more aware of the water that they're drinking, more aware of what they're putting in their body. And, you know, the, the less poison that you put in your body, the more conscious you'll become. You will start to understand and realize everything around you that's vibrating at a certain frequency. If you don't feel it, if you don't know your father's voice, then you're just going to be a slave and, and part of the slaughter, but those individuals 
and understand what your father's voice is. If you understand what the rise of the phoenix is, if you understand what the lion, the lost tribe of Judah, if you understand any of these similes, any of these metaphors, you understand it's, it's our time to get back to the place where we belong. The first should be last and the last should be first. I don't know about you, but I'm 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 so happy and so proud and so grateful to be living in this this time. It's uncertain for a lot of us, but at the same time, you have to be a blessed individual to be able to see what's unfolding in your lifetime. So I'm excited and I wanna always put forth positive energy and let people know that it's not over, man. There's so many beautiful things that's unfolding in the world today for us as people of color. And us as a a, a people, period. Like like I said, you know, the only race that is important is the human race. You know what I'm saying? But before we can start worrying about other individuals, we just need to take self-inventory and focus on ourselves. Once we can better ourselves and our communities, then we have room to be able to, you know, help other individuals. But just taking some self-inventory and really putting your mirror to your face and seeing as a man, as a woman, are we doing everything that we can, you know, to help our family, to help our community? Are we really putting forth the effort or are we just letting the time go by? and letting stuff unfold around us that we really, you know, choose to ignore. But we know we might be able to assist with this individual. We might be able to assist with that individual, but we ignore what we see as a problem as opposed to addressing it. And like I said, get your take care of your home first. And then when you're able, help somebody out because the reciprocation of of love, of, of energy, of, of any of that, it's always going to come back tenfold. And if you do it in an unselfish manner, it'll come back. You got to believe that. You got to believe that. So, for those of you that are listening that may be on the call, um, maybe you're listening via uh iTunes, Wealth Principles 101 on the iPod podcast. Make sure you go past the website of blogtalkradio.com forward slash Divine Day or Wealth Principles 101 and follow me on the blog talk because if you do what happens is whenever I'm doing the show, you get alerted by email or text message probably an hour before the show starts that way you can stay up to date on the topics in the uh, broadcast, man, because I have a lot of important information on these uh, shows. Most of them are dealing with uh, credit. Most of them are dealing with uh, wealth principles, things that you can invest your money in, things that you can, uh, some alternative, alternate, alternative methods where you can invest your savings or your 401k in, uh, business opportunities, um, different streams 
of income, ways to diversify your portfolio. Um, I show you step-by-step on how to start your business. I show you how to become business credible. I show you tips and techniques on how to uh, fix your credit. I also show you how to establish business credit. I also (laughs) give you some tips from now and then on real estate, uh, on taxes. So it's a wealth of information on these shows. And um, I don't know what the county is. Started this beginning of the year, man. So I'm about four or five months in. So I probably got about 30, 40 shows under my belt. And I'm a baby at this, but I'm not a baby at uh, radio in general. But the talk talk show, a little bit different for me. It's a different format, different platform. But I can say that I have been blessed to be able to be in now to date. It's, it's six countries. So six countries is not bad for five five months. So I'm I'm kind of ecstatic about that. But let me go and, and just kind of look at that and give you a little more insight of the type of people that's listening. Um, like we have callers that call in and listen. We have people that log in to the to the blog talk that's from overseas and those people they are here we go now wow I'm surprised I got a few more listeners man uh, in different countries so right now 97% of my audience base is in the United States duh okay um, almost 0.59% I have some Vietnam listeners I have 0.30% listeners in the United Kingdom. And Tunisia, spelled T-U-N-I-S-I-A, I have 0.30% listeners there. And the new one that I didn't know, I have Sweden checking in. So it's 0.30% audience listening in Sweden. Now, with Japan, um, Tunisia is, is in the tip portion of Africa, if you guys didn't know. Um, it's right next door. Yeah, it's when I say at the tip, I mean at the tip. So, yeah, that, that's beautiful that I have some people uh, listening from, from, from Africa. I got some people from Germany listening. Um Sweden, that's new to me. Uh, also, we have people listening in from Canada. So, shout out to Canada. Shout out to Sweden. Tunisia. The United Kingdom. Vietnam. So, whether you're in military or if you're just uh, natives of those lands, man, I salute you. And I will hope that you continue to listen because I'm going to continue to give you content. I'm going to continue to give you uh, information that can help you and your family. Um there's a gold wave that's happening that I'm also involved in and if you want to know some more information about that um, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash wealth principles 101 scroll through my shows and uh, you'll see that I had a show two shows actually three shows one was dated in March 18th. Learn how to invest in personal gold. That was a, a, a nice show. 
then I followed that up with a death of the dollar, aka fuck fake money. That show went on on uh, March 20th, and then we had a rebroadcast or part two of that on March the 23rd. So, death of the dollar, aka fake money. You understand uh, more about what I was speaking on if you take a listen to those shows. And then I had a follow-up show with the Wealth Builders event that we did uh, at Dayton, Ohio on Sinclair. That was a pretty live event. It, it took place live on the air. And you basically got a snapshot of one of the presentations about how you can invest in gold and invest in savings and gold savings and just transferring your paper fiat money into lawful money, which is gold and silver. So all of these topics and like I said, you know, I got tips on on banking. Um show you how to get a bank account even if you're in check systems and how to get out of check systems. Um had a way that you could fix your credit and other people's credit for free for thirty days. So I'm giving you access to software programs. Um, a plethora of information, man. Like I said, the show is entitled Wealth Principles 101. And the main principle of wealth is your health. So it's the health topics that we, you know, we're going to get into. Um, I'm looking forward to having an individual an expert in the, the world of health. Uh, and, and the CEO of Natural Foods Plus. He has two locations now, and one in Dayton and one in Kettering. So, shout out to Ricky Pool, Natural Foods Plus, and the Juice Caboose. So, uh, if you want to know about healing, health, and things of that nature, that is my go-to guy. Been in this this field for 25 plus years. He also has a talk show, a radio show that he does as well. But um, yeah, man, the, the show is entitled Wealth Principles because I feel anything related in relation to wealth, whether it be health, um, monetary, family, community, wealth means something different to everybody, you know. It doesn't necessarily mean a big house, you know, fancy cars and all that. That's that's not wealth to everyone. Wealth can mean to one person just being able to be comfortable with their family and knowing that their bills are paid and knowing that, you know, that their loved ones are safe. That is wealth to some people. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a lot of money. To, to consider yourself wealthy because you can have a ton of money and if you have a, a terminal illness how wealthy are you? You know what I'm saying? So I cover a lot of different topics with this show and with this platform and we're going to get back to the core of what those topics consist of but some things that, you know, when things happen in your neighborhood, in your city, you know, you, you have to speak on them sometimes. So we got a little off topic today, but in the essence, it's really not off topic because a portion of wealth could be considered your safety. And we had a show about gun safety and about 
how to protect your community and your family and your environment. Um, we had an expert on that show, Mr. Sanford Whitlow from Personal Defense Incorporated. He teaches uh, self-defense as well as he's a certified trainer for your carry concealed weapon. Um, he also has an advanced class for those who are interested in, you know, sharpshooting and long-range scope shooting and things of that nature. Yeah, he, he was on the show. So those things are considered well principles too because it's definitely a principle, a well principle to be able to defend and protect your family and to give those uh, younger children, you know, precursors on what they need to do and how they need to uh, approach situations in regards to firearms and things of that nature. So a lot of topics, man. Uh, one of my favorite shows uh, was about gold diggers. Now, it's spelled G-O-A-L diggers. So gold diggers. What goals have you accomplished the first 30 days of 2019? We did that show on uh, January 30th. That was a nice show. Um, we also had a $10,000 guarantee in personal credit regardless of your uh, credit situation. That was a nice show. You might want to check that out. February the 2nd. And I gave you the keys on $10,000 worth of guaranteed credit. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a plethora of information here. From January, we started uh, January 3rd was our first show. And we're in May. So, building up the audience and seeing that we're in these different countries, uh, seeing that people are continually checking in, it just adds to, to my to my, uh, my gas tank, man. I want to go harder for y'all. So I want to, you know, continue to give you good information. I want to continue giving you positive uh, insight. I want to give you the ability to know that there's other ways to conduct business and to do commerce and those that's interested in starting your business or developing a nonprofit, all of that information I have on my shows and I'm going to continue to do those so like I said today was a little bit different but as a person in this community I had to you know reach out to a few people and get it off my chest and since it's getting about 240 I think their little rally ends at 3 or 3.30 or whatever. So they got about maybe close to an hour left on their little time platform. But I actually have to convene with my people of the mentoring group at 5.30. So I'm going to be meeting with those guys, man. And we're going to be solidifying um, the enrollment, solidifying the days that we're going to be able to participate. And I'm looking forward to uh, sharing some time and and, and impressing upon some of these young individuals and maybe meeting a friend, man. Maybe being able to shape and mold a leader. You know what I'm saying? So, I hope y'all have a wonderful Saturday afternoon, man. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I uh, appreciate y'all for checking in with me. For those that checked in live, um, I was going to open the calls, man, but I just really wanted to give some uh, positive information because that first hour was trying to give me a little heat. So um, I need to learn how to stay biased on some of these things. But some things you just can't help. Man. We are all human and sometimes I gotta just get it off my chest. So, hey, 
gotta do what you gotta do, man. Peace and love, and I hope to see y'all back on Wednesday. Wednesday we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna get back to the money. We're gonna get back to the money. So Wednesday we'll be talking about some, uh, some new technology, uh, some new findings that literally can change the world, man. Um, I'll give y'all a little hint. I was able to come in contact with some individuals that have came up with the science and the technology to be able to cultivate and grow food, plants, and other things with rocks. You heard me. So now, if this technology can be mastered with the 11 patents that they already have, if it can be mastered to the point where we can actually grow food with these rocks. The food shortage around the world would not be a thing anymore. So all of these countries that people are starving in because they said that the land, you can't cultivate or grow food from them. What's going to happen when these rocks get distributed all over the world to where you can grow food, fresh fruit, fresh produce from rocks. We're going to get into that, man. So, if you know anyone who has any knowledge of horticultural, agriculture, tell them to come check the show out Wednesday. Wednesday at 7 p.m. blogtalkradio.com forward slash wealth principles 101 we're going to be talking about changing the world changing the world with alternative ways to grow food the mineral from the rock help plants grow without fertilization and without any artificial chemicals so this is this is so groundbreaking this is such an uh, innovative thing, and I'm so proud that a brother came up with this technology and this science. So, all praise is due to Allah because this literally is something that can change the world. Can change the world. So, I'm, I can't wait to tell y'all about what I've discovered, and I can't wait for y'all to chime in and give me some feedback on how you think uh, this would affect us as a people, as a world as a race so I'm excited for the future man and like I said y'all be safe enjoy your holiday weekend and I look forward to hearing and seeing all of you guys back on Wednesday at 7pm so peace to the gods assalamu alaikum to the nation islam to my more shalom hotel Lafayette. and I'm out